dramatic analysis of Do the Right Thing, recorded March 9th, 2021, led by Chris Huntley. All right, good evening. Tonight, we're going to do an analysis of Do the Right Thing, Julie. Um, and Pris, you had a question you wanted to ask before we get got started. So this is... Yes, I hope this is not... Uh, what would you call? Well, like just ask and we'll against, tell you if it is. Okay, against the, ru- <laughs> against the rules. Okay. Well, I happened to watch it backwards because I didn't want to... I just wanted story analysis. I didn't want to get caught up in any kind of an emotional thing. So... Um, and I never saw the original in the theater and so forth. So I looked at it backwards first. And the very, at the end of the, at the end of the story, he, when they're talking, uh, uh, Spike Jones, I mean, the character, Um, the Jones character. Spike Lee, Spike Lee. Lee. Sorry about that, Spike Lee. Mookie, Mookie. Mookie, Mookie, okay. So when Mookie is talking to the pizza owner, um, place owner, uh, they're, okay, he, he says, look, I knew, I'm paraphrasing, right? Look, I knew it wasn't going to be a big deal because the insurance was going to give you the money. So, you know, you're going to have all your money. And uh, so then at the beginning, he's counting his money. And he's introduced that way. So how would, how would we label a character, a main character with the money focus? Okay. So yeah, you're really early on this. We haven't identified who hey, you the main character is. Okay, you, you, we, you're making a lot of presumptions there that I would that I would suggest that we wait before we okay. start to begin to answer those questions. Okay, I will be silent. No, you don't need to be silent. You just we'll we'll just get to those questions when we get to answer. I'm just so eager first. to find out where it is in the story form. <laughs> Okay. Um, that's all right, that's well, when you hire people. <laughs> so um, let's then identify the fourth through lines. Oh, let me share my screen. Do have you uh, given me the? Oh, uh, okay. Screen. There we go. There. All right. So you guys see the dramatic story expert desktop. Yes. yes. Yep. Okay, good. Um, so uh, the overall story, need a, need a very brief description of what's going on in the overall story, in the big picture. Don't all jump at once. <laughs> Not in dramatic terms. Is this a day? Is this a day in? Is this a capture of a day? Uh, I think it does happen within a single day. Uh, Well, within well, and then the next morning. Um, It starts off at the morning on on the first day, and then it ends on the morning of the second day. You know, twenty four hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so like racial tensions are in, uh, uh, erupt uh, in a Brooklyn neighborhood on a very hot day? I'd say universe. Mm-hmm. Well, not, not yet, but just, just, okay. the, just the, the quick log line or the, yeah, the quick, not even a log line, less than a log line. Um, yeah, you might even say but, heat up, overheat. Sure, or, or overheat, uh-huh. Um, uh, so, racial tensions erupt on a hot day in a Brooklyn neighborhood. So that pretty much is the setup of kind of what's what it's gonna what's gonna happen. Didn't say who or what or anything more specific, but that's fine. We just wanted something general, give us a sense of what's going on in the big picture. All right, so who are the possible main characters? We have a <laughs> in this in this story, so. Not all of them could be main characters, but who do we think might be the main character or characters? Uh... Mookie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about the mayor? About the mayor. Maybe a trade. Mayor. Maybe, a, maybe a trade-off for a scene or two. Any other? Well, let's let's before we start discussing the relative how they might fall in just let's get the list of what you sort of the nominees and then we can talk about the qualifications well we could nominate sal um because i i I don't think he's the main character but i think he could qualify i mean he is well i I recommend you not nominate someone you don't think is the main character Okay. All right. <laughs> We're not doing it. What could this be? We're trying to figure out what it is. So if you mm. if you can if you're going to make the argument that Sal is the main character, who's the uh, pizza shop owner, then great. But if you're yeah. not, not going to, then I don't mm. want to add any extra <laughs> any extras in here. My my only argument for that is Danny Aiello was listed first on the cast, but <laughs> yeah, well, he was also the biggest name at the time, right? And he's also um, alphabetically probably first. Oh, good point. <laughs> isn't, his, isn't his scene before Mookie's um, as well? He may be it's first. Part of the part of the setup. Yeah, yeah, I think they open the shop first. Right. Um. So, but that, but since that's not a that's not a nominee for the main character, that's not. Mm-hmm. Let's, we don't need to go into that. Um, any others? Okay. Um, who do we have as potential influence characters? Or op- oh, okay, I'll change the language here. Uh, influence characters. Well, I think Sal's a good influence character. Okay. Sal. Yeah. Say Sal. Yeah. Anybody else? Trade off with his girlfriend. Oh, no trade-off. T- Sorry. T- or, no, there could be a trade-off. It, you're talking okay. about Tina. No, off? I mean, at the initial setup, he was saying just... 
So, I mean, who are the other people who is, do you want? Which which girlfriend? There are, uh, you mean Mookie? The one with the baby. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I think her name was Tina. Tina. Yeah, it was Tina. And uh, Miss Perez was the actress. Right. Yeah. A lot of people uh, who became quite famous in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andy Jackson. Yep. Alta any, any, and is that is that it? Well, I mean, it's just, I'm just saying if someone has a you know a, a strong feeling that somebody else is a is an influence character, then now is the time to bring it up. Well, Chris Big Eyes, I thought was influential, but he's he's always playing in the overall story. I thought so. I don't know if I'm crossing lines by recommending him. But I'll throw it out and see where it lands. Wait, wait, who is that? Big Eyes. He was the one with the glasses that was kind of the fire starter. About I think she means bugging out. Bugging out? It was oh, bugging, bugging out. out. Yeah, not Big Eyes. Yeah, I, I did my word association. The oh, one was... that wanted different pictures up on the yes, pizza wall. Yeah, I think, he, I think he's in the overall story because yeah. we don't know anything. I mean, yeah. he doesn't seem to have any kind of a... It, it, for if Mookie is the main character, you're right. It's bug, a- out, bug, bug out doesn't seem to have anything to affect Mookie at a personal level. In fact, Mookie mm-hmm. pretty much puts him in his place right off the top of the bat. Yeah, you know, correct. Right. Understood. Um. Okay. Uh, and so, well, then let's talk about um, the relationships that exist. So, what is the relationship between Mookie and Sal? Be boss and employee. Is it? Is it? See, it's a, a little more than that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's more. Sal likes. Sal likes his sister. And well, I take it well, that. Well, but that's that's, that's how, not that's not yeah. between he and Mookie. That's that's. But a, I think that's why Mookie has and keeps the job. That's just my take on it. Uh, now, doesn't hmm. he actually, didn't Sal say he sort of sees him as like a son? Yeah, it's right. a family. Yeah. It's like a family yeah. business where Mookie like always has a future with him. It's, yeah, it's much more, yeah, it's somewhere between boss and employee slash father, son. But I think the father, son is seen on one side and the boss and employee is seen on the other. Right, yeah. Well, I hypothesize that the relationship he wants with the sister has a lot to do with it, but I will retreat and be silent. (laughs) Okay, I don't know that that's, that is a momentary point in the story, but I don't think it's the thread in the story. You know, there's an an event and a follow-up event and that's it. So it seems to be part of the uh, seems to be part of the Mookie Sal relationship conflict in the Mookie Sal relationship, and that's kind of you know gives you an idea of when real family versus uh, work family, sort of speaking, sort of. And I think that might, which is where you see the boss employee father son. And that there, these two ways of seeing their relationship are not in, um, they're not 
hugely compatible unless because they're not seeing it both the same way. Um, okay, what about the mayor? How does the mayor fit into this as a main character? Well, I saw him uh, illustrating similar lines to Mookie's relationships with his relationship with mother sister. And then sometimes what I felt was carrying out certain actions that the main character, like Mookie's line would, similar, but. Um, can you give an example? So, um, mother, sister, like, uh, well, I guess my examples would be kind of based on the, the, the cells that they were in this, the sections. Uh huh. And, and this is defend. Cause I, I, I don't know if we've talked about main character handoff, but basically, um, like when, um, he goes to slowly court mother sister or bring her flowers or um, like she makes the same kind of assumptions about him and judgments that the sister or the girlfriend do about Mookie, which then made me feel like they were kind of playing out similar roles. Wait, the mayor makes assumptions? Uh, no, the mayor no. seems to be the one who, of, of all of them seems to be the one who's saying don't make assumptions, isn't he? Right, no, I mean, he's definitely like the voice of God and kind of giving directions. Like he's the one that goes to Mookie to say, do the right thing. But I felt like there were other examples of his, of his behavior that just felt like they were doing similar things to Mookie. Like not, not in, which I feel like will be more easily explained when we get in, from my point of view, when we get into like what, what domains we're in. And, but maybe I was just projecting and applying too much to the mayor that Mookie was doing similarly. Well, Mookie is a, I'd say lightly drawn character. I mean, he's, he's very specific, but, um, and we, we do see him a lot on screen, but I think he's certainly not as, an interest, as interesting a character as mayor, that's for sure, as the mayor. You, you mean, are you, are you talking about the other way around? You, you mean the mayor is not as interesting a character as Mookie? No, I think the mayor is far more, inter to me, the mayor oh, okay. is more interesting a character. I didn't particularly like Mookie, and I think he was supposed <laughs> to be that way. Okay. You know, he's very yeah. self-centered, and, mm. um, you know, the mayor's not at all self-centered. I mean, you know, he, he wants to be left alone, yes, but he's everybody's always making assumptions about the mayor. And Could the mayor be part of the objective story in yeah. that he's the one yeah. that brings people together in yeah. the it's, healing it's, way after the death of the music guy? They're all when, going to be part of the objective story. Okay. Okay. So even Mookie and Sal, they're the objective story. Although in the, in the big picture, Mookie is the pizza delivery boy and Sal is the pizza shop owner. So you think of people by their role in the overall story, it's a lot easier to see them objectively than by when you call them by their, how they identify themselves, then, you, then, it, then it seems to be more subjective and it feels more like you're in their shoes. 
because you know, anytime you call somebody by their first name, you identify with them on a personal level, as opposed to, you know, a more, um, you know, the accountant or <laughs> whatnot, the shopkeeper. Um, Mayor, a good candidate for like a guardian character. Yeah. Sure. Uh, he's definitely conscious. At least conscience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely conscience. Um, and to and guardian too. I mean, you know, I mean, he's definitely a help too. I mean, you know, he saves the kid and that's true. You know, yeah, he's, yeah, he's much more of a guardian type of a, a character. That's why I think he's less of that. We do see him sort of in personal moments. There, in a lot of the characters, we get to see them on their own. But um, so much of that seems to be thematic in what they're saying in those moments, you know, what their positions are on something rather than um, of a truly personal nature. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm not inclined to think of the mayor as a main character because um, I'm not sure what his personal issue is. He seems to be really, really clear about not expressing a personal issue. He says, he, you know, he sort of outlines, yes, I'm, I am, I'm a person, I have a history, but I'm not going to be talking about that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there, there are several, you know, sub-stories um, yeah. in yeah, this Mayor movie, is, and, and, and Mayer's clearly the main story. character in his own, sub, his own B story. Um, yeah. and one of the more prominent, uh, sub stories. So, so yeah, in those moments, he feels like a main character, but in the overall, you know, but sense of the main, movie, yeah, the main story, I don't think so. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He, he seems to be a, a prominent character, a principal character in a sub story. Um, but definitely not in the, it seems to just be one of the multiple. Yeah. Cast and, the, and mother sister is his you know influence character in that in that sub story in that well he's certainly story. she's the one with whom he has a relationship so yes <laughs> he's also his it does seem like his personal problem is drinking that seems to be like his main the thing you find out about him first and it starts out like like it it seems like it matters and then it doesn't matter as much as the, obviously as everything else goes on but it seems like they want they want you to care about that well everybody else seems to care about it he doesn't mm -hmm. but everybody else does yeah. so, so it becomes his problem because of that um, including and specifically about you know um mama sister mama sister or mother sister whatever it is um she mm -hmm. has a real problem with it and ultimately though she seems to come around but that's again i think that is a a sub story, um, uh, and that that uh, mother sister would be the influence character. Yeah. So, how That's does story, Tina fit in for Mookie as a as a um, influence character? How does she challenge Mookie on a um, well? She might. Oh, she does challenge. I mean, she does yeah, challenge him. She does. She's she challenges them to be more responsible, to be to be more a present, you know, to to be more present yeah. in her life and her the kids' life. Yeah. You know how uh, you know how Mookie wants to get paid like right now rather than wait till closing. 
Um, I feel like Tina, if she's, if she, you know, I think Tina could just as easily be in the main character um, area, like or supporting the main character through line, but like also Tina um, seems to, to um, like withhold sex in a way that's similar to how Styles withholding the funds until the end of the day. Or you know how she's he's uh, she's like if if you don't or if I have sex with you now then uh, you know you won't be back for a week. And I think we hear Sal say the sim the like a similar kind right, of thing. Right. I just don't know if that really rises to the level of influence. Or well, we can certainly let's just let, well, let's leave her in there and we'll see how it how it shapes up and it might fit really nicely and it you know and that'd be great. And that, you know, those large periods of time when Mookie's off doing other things rather than working at the uh, the shop, yeah. you know, Tina and or other characters might be stepping in to voice that, that necessary counter position. All right. So uh, let me say that. Did, do we need to put romance in for the relationship through line two then? Uh, it didn't seem to be very romantic. Yeah. But well, but they're, you know, the, I mean, they're parents. They're unmarried parents of of a child. So uh, the idea, yeah, and the idea here would be she'd be kind of mothering him, I guess. I mean, you know, that's a boyfriend girlfriend type of relationship, well, even I if it's a bumpy say, one. Then I would just say instead of family, father daughter, I'd just say family. Yeah, that's not good. I think family yeah. would be a better catch all in that for both yeah. of those versions um because trying to narrow it down just then just makes it less accurate i think all right so let's start with main character resolve um and with mookie being the principal main character and let's so let's just really focus on mookie for most of this we can come back and talk about um the mayor afterward but well, he's so, not, he's out, right? Mayor's out. We're only on Mookie. Well, the mayor's out. We think he has in a sub story, but it's, you know, a lightweight sub story that's going on. Um, but for all intents and purposes, we're really talking about in the main story that the, uh, that Mookie is the main character. Correct. Okay. So is Mookie a change or a steadfast character and why? He is steadfast because due to Trisha's point, uh, he starts out in the beginning focused on getting his money and he remains the same at the end, focused on getting his money. Okay, and that implies then that Sal is a change character. How do we see that Sal is a change, has changed? He thought it would never end. Sal's would always be a fixture there that despite the fact that certain people didn't like him in the neighborhood, they grew up on his food. So he would, they would be there for him. He would never expect to be uh, taken down like this. Okay. Now that sounds a little bit like a shopkeeper, but what about, but how does Sal says, in other words, what's something that's a little more on the personal, not, you know, it's impersonal because oh. not, Oh, yeah, that Mookie would even be the one to have instigated and not have stood beside him. Instigated uh, you're, getting, you're getting really close. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody help me out. 
it's, it's, it's in that moment, but it's right before that moment. It's sort of the thing that triggers it is where we see Sal give in. Well, it's, I mean, it's Sal believing that he, he uh, doesn't have any racial issue at all. And that all the people uh, that he's in the neighborhood with have been good people uh, that he's never had any problems with. And then he finally loses it. Well, he loses it. That's fine. That's, that's the climax for that character. But then we find out that he has changed in something that he, something that he says. Oh. Very specifically. He says the N-word, right? No, before that, we yeah, we realize that. I mean, that every tension's high, and I think that is probably something that he thought he would never say. But mm -hmm. we but he comes, he realizes sort of how things have changed for him and how he has changed in in a very key moment. And it's when he Basically, he says, do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. Remember, he steps away from the, the shop and says, do what you got to do. Oh, I see you're asking for the end. Yeah. So, I mean, so that tells us, you know, here's the man who has, you know, poured his life into this and is schooling his children not to be racist. Right. You know, mm -hmm. And to treat them like neighbors, not like, you know, not, not this other issue. And um, the, uh, and then at the, at the time after that, um, after uh, uh, radio, uh, what is it, radio? Radio Rahim. Yeah. After radio he Rahim. dies and is taken off, he just, you know, and the tensions are like, crackling he just says do what you got to do and that's when um that's when mookie goes and gets the trash can and throws it through the window and then all hell breaks loose so at that point we know you know this is somebody who up to that point seemed like he would do absolutely anything he could to defend what he felt is his his and you know in his place and he realizes sort of at this point I'm, I'm not, it's, th I, I, things aren't the way I thought, the world isn't the way I thought it was. You know, I, 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 I can't change some things. And it's like, you know, we see that after, in the next morning when he's, you know, look, just looking at the, the wreck of his uh, shop and we get an explanation of it when Mookie completely misses the point. <laughs> Moogie wants the money and he's like, no, this isn't about money. You know, this is my life. I built this with my hands. This is, you know, I can, you don't understand what, what's lost here. And so he's, we can see that he has been, that Sal has changed, that he's, you know, it's very possible that he won't rebuild. We don't know, but it wouldn't be surprising if he decided not to rebuild because of the neighborhood and the tension like his son had been saying, right. his jerk of a son. So yes, he, Mookie definitely is a steadfast character. Now, let's just talk a little bit about um, Tina. 
Where's Tina at the end of the film? Same, same place she was in the beginning, seems like. Explain. Um, she's still upset with Mookie for not shouldering the burden of raising their child together. On the other hand, beyond that, they're in bed with them. So it's right. But when he leaves, remember, he's going to go leave. Yeah. He's going to and- you know, her whole thing is, is that, you know, he's not responsible. He's not going to be. And, and she seems to, at that point, really, he's, he's going to leave and do this. She's going to, you know, she's going to give up on him. That's the, the impression is he's just, you know, I, it's not going to work. Yeah. The, the only um, reservation I have about using that that scene is that we also see earlier their relationship where um, she's trying to, or he's trying to get with her and she tells him no, but then he just starts taking her clothes off and she doesn't stop him. So there's kind of like a, a, you know, she, and she talks a lot. So it's like, is it, is it, you know, is she just saying that? And that's, and, and, or is it, is she really going to back it up? Like, well, we don't know if it's not developed as fully. Oh, but, sorry, just, but in terms of it, the, it, it, the, the weight of the direction of things seemed to be that this is different now because he had he, all of this trauma has happened. And he hasn't changed. And she, he did exactly what she thought, which is he's now going to go leave. Um, yeah. And she's not going to see him until sort of he wants he's horny again or whatnot. Right. Um, and so, it's, but she see, it just seems like she's, you know, kind of come to the realization that he isn't going to change. But, but then on the other hand, he says he's going, you know, he tells Sal that he's going back, but then it's like, can we trust that either? Because. Well, it doesn't matter. The story is over at that point. So okay. you could easily then move into another story. Okay. But, but I just want to bring, since we had Tina as a, an influence character, the imp- implication is that you know maybe we might see some elements of that and and i think you can read it into it but i don't think it's explicit not like it is with sal yeah i agree but but maybe because it would be a trade-off you know so maybe it would be that she if if mookie is steadfast all the time it would make sense that her character was always changing because well, flip-flopping on the thing with the kid and everything. I mean, that fits real life. Right, right. But the but we're, what we don't know, and this is why I wouldn't put her as, I mean, she might be a, just a, a stand-in for the influence character in a couple scenes where we where the where Sal does not appear. I yeah. think that fits pretty well. But, you know, does she fit? you know, just you really truly hold the the entire sort of perspective of that of the influence character. It's that's not, that's a little sketchier. That's why I wouldn't you can't draw that all the way to the same conclusion. Okay. Um, I was trying to get to so rather um, clumsily, I think. <laughs> Plus, I, I just I think it's I think it's the author's intent to have Sal as the influence character here because uh, yeah. even though he didn't have that language. But just because that was the final scene, it was the final standoff between those two characters that seemed to, you know, well, resolve whatever issues they have between them or not, you know, uh, but that, that it really did seem that was 
yeah. what the author meant um, to do is to is to examine that relationship between Mookie and Sal more so than uh, Mookie and, and uh, Tina. Right. Yeah. So she's just sort of a stand-in when in the scenes when they when Sal as a proxy for Sal for that that influence character perspective. And, and Chris. I would sometimes want to throw the sister into the hat with a couple of those conversations because she was saying the exact yeah. same thing about responsibility, just show up, do your job. What about this? She, it, she was kind of like on the lowest of the totem pole. Sal was at top, Tina was in the middle, sister at the bottom. What do you think about that for a little yeah. bit of off? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and we get that, we get her sort of that direct assault really early on. And then when Sal, and Mookie goes to Sal's, then we get a much less so. But yeah, I think she definitely is is towing that line as well. Sal's son does it too. Pardon me? Sal's son, he does it too. What is it Vina or something? I forget his name. Vito. Oh, that, that's, oh, what was his name? Was, Vito was the younger one and John Turturro was, what was his name? Vito. Pino, Pino, Pino? Okay. but I, I really, I, I think Pino really belongs in the overall story rather than the subjective story. So, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Agreed. definitely one of the antagonists. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's move on to the main character approach, doer or beer. Does Mookie prefer to resolve problems by doing things or by changing himself by, um, conforming to the environment rather than having the changing the environment to conform to him. I would say doing things and the example would be when there was a problem with bugging out when you know he, he actively went to go pick up his pizza actively went to go escort him out or he actively you know he's more he actively seeks to do things not just be negotiate or you know when he wants to when he had to save uh the mayor from being um uh harassed by the cops when the kids uh, had took the took over in the fire hydrant it was doing what about when he just you know he, he's uncomfortable it's hot and everything well, i think i'll go take a shower yeah, or you, <laughs> yeah. even though he's working, right? Uh, nope, I'm gonna go take a shower. Yeah, or how about the ice cube tray? Yeah, he oh. does what he wants when he wants. Yeah, or throwing a trash can through a window, mm. walking away from uh, the crowd. You know, I'm not so sure that the trash can represents a main character moment as much as the over an overall story moment. I'm not certain, um, but mm -hmm. definitely it fits either way but yeah the the yeah, ones I mean, are, that's why i was talking about the showering because it's definitely more of a main character thing not part of the big picture um except yeah. as an illustration of him just doing whatever he wants to do as opposed to you know being more responsible so he's unhappy with his uh with the sister being in the restaurant and what's going on so he grabs her by the arm and takes her out of that environment yep that mm -hmm. absolutely be a doer that's a great example. So actually, Chris, that would be an example and not the moment when he rescued the mayor because the mayor rescue was in the overall story, correct? Probably. Well, yeah. it, yes, I think so. But I think it, the other one is a lot clearer. 
Exactly. Because okay. you're, it's a little more personal. Got it. And I think that's, that's, that's the biggie is, you know, if it's, if it's a personal issue and what moment, you know, the approach is a preference as opposed to say the story driver, which is not a preference. That's just the way things happen or the main character problem solving style. That's not a preference. That's just how it works, how it's set up um, in the, in the particular story, not necessarily always, but just in the particular story. So um, in uh, speaking of which for main character problem solving style, is he a linear thinker or a holistic thinker? And how do we know? I think he's holistic because all the things that he does, they're just to balance out whatever he's uncomfortable with, kind of. So, or whatever the situation is. Um, you know, when he wants the somebody to go away, he's just like, go away, go away. Um, he it's like he's trying to keep his chill the whole time. And if anybody messes with that, he tries to do something to change it. To balance it back out. Okay, okay I'm not sure. Can you get some hmm. specific examples? Because I mean, if, if somebody's bothering me and you think cause and effect, it's like if you go away, then I, then there's no more problem. That's I think. Yeah, but he he has a problem yeah. with Pino, but he turns to Vito. And says, you know, listen, listen, you've got to, you know, you should confront your your brother. Um, and and so I, 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 in a way that is changing relationships more so than than a cause and effect kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, anyway, that's that's a possible illustration okay. to, to support Julie's idea. Yeah. What is what's your argument? My I I I did not think about this. I um I um I uh, honestly I'm 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 trying to think of examples and how they weigh out. But there's a lot of times when when he really he's just kind of like like um uh, uh he he he's kind of trying to he is trying to kind of influence people to sort of back off like when when he's when he's dealing with uh, what what's his name bugging out bugging out uh, the young Giancarlo Esposito, um, he's uh, he he's trying to sort of um, uh, influence him in a in a more indirect way to sort of you know to chill out, um, and, uh, and 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 when he's like you know when 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 um, uh, he has that interaction with Radio Raheem. Um, he's just sort of, I don't know, uh, taking it in as opposed to addressing anything absolutely directly. I don't know. I'm kind, kind of rambling here. No, that makes sense, Sandy. And to both of your points, Julie and you, it feels holistic because it isn't like, here's an A to do a B. It's, he's always trying to figure out what they need and smooth talk his way to just kind of resolve the issue and make everybody happy. So is that holistically yeah. minded? Yeah, I, I feel like that's true too, because I think that he's like kind of the mediator of the neighborhood. And it seems like he's playing, he's, uh, I don't wanna say playing the role in the dramatic sense, but just like he's 
it's a it's a constant balancing act to keep everybody yeah. calm down. Yes. yes, he's playing a balancing act. Yes, a, a lot. Um, except when push comes to shove, and uh, and that's when he, you know, it's like I'm going to go get my money. Cause and effect. Give me the money or not, you know. Well, and uh, well, so it's 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 not a hundred percent. Even at the climax, he like walks away from the crowd for a moment, and then. You know, and then it's like not until his emotions boil over does he throw the trash can. No, I think he walks away from the crowd in order to go pick up the trash can. Yes. No, I think there's a pretty big delay in between the time when he goes and does that. Uh, okay. Hmm. I didn't think so. Yeah, I thought, that, I mean, I think it's like. When, a, hmm. uh, when was he sitting with his, was it his yeah, sister he, or teen? He, he's sitting at some between, point in the middle yeah. of it all. Or at the end, I'm not sure. Like anyone? There, I can find it. Else, it's so like I, he... I think that it was at least several minutes when he was on the other side of the crowd. Not several minutes, but at least prolonged seconds, <laughs> where he's looking at where he is looking at Cell from the crowd side before he then walks through the rest of the crowd to go get the trash can. Um, I, I think that we saw a stop there. Um, but maybe not. Um, I would I would add also as a sense of uh, an example, of somewhat of being holistic. When he takes Vito to the side and he names <clears throat> uh, famous black individuals, um, he's not telling Vito mm. change your mind directly and that uh, you're racist. He's trying to work around the problem by saying, "Look, these are black people that you admire." Um, so that 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 is not, I think, uh, trying to affect change in a direct fashion, but to take the roundabout path. And when he uh, is on the telephone for a long time, it's like he's always analyzing, you know, he's always working with what's the best thing at the moment to do, you know, the, a juggling act, you know, what's the best for me to do. So that seems to be holistic. Well, let's try it, and we'll see. And if uh, you know, if we end up, um, you know, coming up with a story form that. that what do you think? What that. do you think? Do you think he might be linear? I don't see any really strong examples of linear thinking, which would be a, a prerequisite for for choosing linear. Right. Um, so I mean. A lot of his behavior seems to be more holistic. The approach with his girlfriend, you know, he wants to he wants to assuage her or have sex or whatnot, but he does it in a really roundabout way. And he doesn't do it directly. He does it sort of by, you know, getting um, sensuous with her, but not Overt. You know, overtly, oh, if I do this, then I'll get laid, you know, because it's, <laughs> it's definitely there isn't a, a tit for tat type of um, arrangement in that. And I think so that is more of a holistic kind of an approach. All right. So the plot dynamics, do actions drive decisions or decisions drive actions? And how do we know? Give some examples. And I'll jump at once. I'll shoot. So um, 
decisions mean if it's a decision driven story that means that people are deliberating a lot or they're kind of like they well take it means time. that it means right. that that deliberating um changes the direction or decisions change the direction of the story and if those okay. decisions or deliberations had not happened then everything else after it would not have happened if those things that okay. would have happened anyway then that's not a driver it's a action because when the music guy was killed then things happened they started making all kinds of decisions but that that's but that's yeah. very very late i yeah. i yeah i think that if oh sorry Sandy, go ahead. well i you know here's the thing as i was watching i was kind of waiting for an inciting incident to happen oh. i was like there's a lot of setups like you know the fact that it's a really hot day i don't think is the inciting incident no. uh the first thing that that had the flavor of an inciting incident was when bugging out was complaining about the wall of fame exactly yeah. um that's the I, I think that's the first major incident of the of you know the racial uh, you know the the building up of racial uh, uh, tensions and um and so 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 i'm trying to figure out if 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 bugging out's complaining about it or, or him at least noticing it noticing that that they're all you know white well, if if it's that's an action or if that's represented as a decision that sal has made that you know it's my restaurant i'll do what i want i'm not going to put up any you know black people on the wall uh well that seems to be that seems to be much more tied to everything that follows yeah well, but, which was the decision the, side of it or, or the, yeah when Sal basically says you know the fact that that uh, bug out doesn't um bugged out whatever his name is uh, bugging, you know, bugging out bugging out uh you know, it's, it's kind of, you can either say, oh, I'm going to make this, you know, I'm going to make this a problem. You know, his decision to make some make something of something that's been there the entire time he's grown up there. Right. <laughs> so there's mm -hmm. something about it today. He decides he's going to going to make a scene over it. Or maybe just because it occurs to him. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's and and that deliberation between the two of them about is that is this acceptable or not, and the decision no, it's just gonna it's not gonna change. That seemed mm -hmm. to be a transformative moment in the story when you know it's and then bugging out decides he event. decides to to try he decides to to do a boycott boycott mm -hmm. yeah. right which doesn't yeah. lead to much action, but it is a decision that helps elevate, you know, the overall story problem of tension. Yeah. Well, doesn't, the, tension. doesn't the movie start with the action of them opening up the pizza parlor, driving to yeah, it and opening that it up? every single day. So that's not something that's changed. That's, you know, yeah. changed the course of the event. I see. I see. Okay. That's why it's got to be something that if it didn't well, happen... You could say at the end when um, Mookie doesn't want to open the door for Bugging Out and um, yeah. Radio, how do you say his name? Radio, Radio um, Raheem. Yeah, Radio Raheem. Um, 
that him not wanting to open the door, but Sal making the decision, no, open the door. And then all of the chaos ensues. That is actually, uh, so it may be just like a foreshadowing that you thought of that, um, Patricia. Yeah, okay. yeah that, that is definitely a big moment where there's a decision. Uh, I'd say his, the, the, this moment when um, the John Turturro character decides not to listen to his father, but to start basically antagonizing. Um, the Smiley, yeah. Yeah, Smiley. Smiley. Yep, and, and the father. That seemed to be uh, where it starts to ratchet it up a significant amount. Mm-hmm. You know, because well, it was sort of like everything was fine. And then, you know, then it went from being inside to outside. Right. Um, well, and, and Chris, he's also asking his dad to like relocate the business. And, it, and his dad, his dad's like having to, con- he's not really considering it, but he's, they're sitting there deliberating about whether to relocate. Even very true. That's very true. That's a, that is an important moment. That is an important uh, conversation. Right. And, and the plot of the yeah. story. Well, and even the end, even the end is like, is he going to pay him or not? Almost like the, if, if that's the final drive. That would be an act. I mean, that, uh, yeah, I guess him deciding to pay him just sort of does sort of put a nail in the coffin. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's the amount of chances he gets. It's not just like the fact that he throws the dollar bills in his face. It's like that, you know, well, you don't deserve it because it's, you know, you, you cause more damage than, you know, than you're, than I, than I owe you. Like there's a bunch of beats in there. Right. Right. Okay. So and then, can... um, just, just as an aside from earlier, um, there's a huge, there's a, there's a shot of, of Mookie um, in between when he goes to get the trash can where he's in, where he's part of the crowd. So it is actually like a step process for him where he like chooses to go to the other side and then he's like watching as the mayor's giving a speech. And then um, after the mayor gives a speech, he just loses it and then goes and gets the trash can. So there's definitely like a progression there. Okay. All right, so time lock. I mean, is it, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, I couldn't hear you. Time lock or an option lock and how do we know? So what brings it to I mean, a climax? Is do, do we run out of time? Is it a fixed amount of time, or is it a fixed number of uh, options? I mean, I think it's an option lock. Okay. Um, and because there's only like so many ways to keep people calm down in the in the neighborhood as things are heating up around the racial tension and all of that. Um, you know, and I think if you, I, one way to track it would be like the, you know, I guess kind of the moves that bugging out is making versus the moves that Sal's making, like, um, like the boycott is maybe one method of ratcheting up the tension, and then, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of ways. And so, sorry, um, go ahead. We'll think of others. Anybody else? Yeah. I, I would just say, it's, I think it's an option lock as well, mostly because my understanding of time lock is that it has to have like a specific time or, yeah, you know, where something's getting counted and that's just not happening. Sure, but the existence of one does not mean the presence of the other. Oh, you okay. Can, so you, can, 
where they don't yes. do either one, which is not good, but okay. that happens. So that's why okay. I just don't, it's kind of like, don't, don't presuppose that it actually does fit, but I think it is an option lock. And, you know, okay. they're only, there's, it's hot out. Everybody's, you know, it already starts off at the very beginning. It's super hot. Everybody's already irritated. So, you know, how many ways are there to keep people from killing each other <laughs> you know, before it boils over into a, and the, the existing tensions boil over. Um, into well, and, and, and also there is how many ways are you going to resolve getting black pictures on the wall? Well, oh, thank you. either yeah. you resolve it by saying no black pictures, right. and that doesn't seem to resolve it. Then you resolve it by saying, okay, we're going to boycott and force it. Then you can say resolve it by saying we're going to close you down. And then you can resolve it by burning down the pizzeria. There's no more pizzeria, no more wall, no more pictures. Right. It's not about the it's the 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 pictures on the wall are one of the options, but that's not what it's about. It's about how can you, how can you, it's about basically be, being a part of the neighborhood as opposed to being apart from the neighborhood. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, it is, you know, historically a part of the neighborhood, but because of the, um, the racial issues, the cultural issues, you name it, it's, right now suddenly become a very big issue and all of the facets. So it's what's going on inside, you know, um, the, the, uh, the way they're treating their pay, their patrons, uh, you know, the, all of those elements and then their employees. And so it's, uh, it's making it so that they are seen to be less and less part of the black community, the local black community. And um, that's creating greater and greater tension until, you know, the, the op only option is, is to remove them essentially by destroying it. That's what brings it to the climax. Um, okay, outcome, success or failure? We don't really know what the goal is, but what is it? Does does it seem to be a success story or does it seem to be a failure story? Failure. Failure. Okay. Failure. And have a sense of what that might be. Death of a community member and the burning down of a local establishment that's fed the community for decades. Right. And now you all might be able to speak, I'll speak a little bit more abstractly, but talking about keeping peace in the neighborhood. I mean, I don't know what it is, but those are all part and parcel, the same types of things. So yeah, so I, and that definitely all, by all three measures, it's a failure. And what about judgment, good or bad? bad. And bad. why do you, and what, what, how do you mean? Because his angst isn't resolved. The, isn't it about the MC's growth or not? It's it's about the MC, but it also it really is also even more general than that, and sort of the general sense, not only for the main character, but also, you know, is there unresolved angst in the air, so to speak? And yeah. would it also be if the MC accomplished what he wanted to do? No, and he has nothing, nope has nothing to do with that. Okay. Nope. 
It is, has nothing to do with um, like a, an outcome. That okay. would be, that's, that's, a, that's a story point that doesn't exist, but definitely exists in stories. It's just not tied to, the, to this, ver this type of story form. Okay. Um, no, this is more the, the emotional judgment as opposed to the logistical judge, uh, logistical uh, evaluation, which is what the outcome is. So the emotional evaluation is judgment. And is everybody have a sense that it is in fact bad? No, I thought that it was good. Huh? This is Nick, and I thought that it was good. And, and um, I thought that it was good because, um, first of all, that the main character didn't have any angst at the end. Um, and then when I look at the street as we pull back, people are going on about their regular lives. There is no showing of, of uh, the, the morning after, there is no showing of the community in deep grief or our protests being uh, obtained or anything like that. It's life is just going on. And the word of the day is chill. So I, I did not get a sense that... He, I, I got the sense that there was a failure, that there was a big blowout, um, but that the blowout was a release. Um, and and now there's not that same level of angst. If the music boy hadn't been killed, I might agree with that, but the grief of uh, mother's sister, and I I can't see when they pull away that that wasn't still present. Ah, but but... Not that's not the end of the movie. Remember, we're talking about the morning after. Okay. And mother sister isn't in that grief. Remember, mm -hmm. she's with uh, with she's the mayor. With the mayor. And, and and the mayor says, "I wonder if the block's still standing." And she says, "We still are." Mm -hmm. and, and they both go out and they look out on the street, and you don't get a strong sense of grief, in my opinion, or angst. Um, it, oh. it, I get the sense of it's another notch in the long story. Chris, this brought up a question for me too. That so, like with the judgment, is it you know how with the limit? Sometimes we've had ones where they're both like option lock and time lock. Is is it? Oh, that just means it's. You mean it hasn't been chosen? Well, or that they have both in the story, in the, uh, in the narrative, like but only one of them, you, you can have elements okay. of both, but only one of them is going to be tied to the story form. In other words, you can't have an option right. and a time lock. You can have a, you can artificially put a, a for instance, a time, an option lock within a time lock. Yeah. But it, it's not, it's not really a, an option lock then because it doesn't bring about the climax. Gotcha. Did we leave it unanswered for now? Well, so like, yeah, we will. Let, yeah, let's leave it unanswered because I think we have uh, we have good answers on good examples on both sides. So I would have a vote too. Actually, go ahead. I just want to finish asking my question. So, um, for the judgment, is it possible that either you know it's left unanswered by the uh, by the author to like create a tale, even if we find a story for him to even like have two two story forms that are competing because it seemed, it seems like at the end of the movie, we see like both scrawling um, quotes from Malcolm and from Martin. Right. 
so you know one is you know viol- you know uh, violence and self defense and the other is nonviolence right. and it seems it seems so it seems like in that way it's like well is this good or bad and I I mean normally I would just go well if it's if I'm questioning it then it might as well be bad but like well why don't we leave it alone and answer questions and see if mm-hmm. the story form uh, answers that question for us uh, but yeah. my my question is just in sen- in the sense of how it feels is this since we decided it is definitely failure then then the ending is either going to be a tragedy or yeah. it's going to be a personal triumph and what which does it feel i i'm not so sure i get a sense of personal of uh, personal triumph I, I i i didn't i don't feel like i walked away with that sense but but it could have also been very subtle but also to brian's point sometimes occasionally the author wants to be ambivalent about how you want to feel at the end Right. That it could it could be purposefully ambivalent. So, well, that's the problem I had with the with one problem I had with Mookie. Is yeah. I did not find him a very sympathetic character at all. Right. Yep. Right. So, you know, you're not you're almost not rooting sure, for him to be happy. I mean, if you're going by the main <laughs> character, he sure isn't. You know, all upset about it. You know, right. Gets up, he goes, I want my money, gets his money, and it's like, okay, and he leaves. <laughs> Sal, <laughs> on the other hand, is really bummed by the whole thing, you know, yeah. but the, but it's, you know, it's not Sal's story per se, you know, it's a community, so that's why I, I just leave it alone, and it's very possible that it's, you know, we may be able to choose everything else, and then judgment either way might be still left available, in which case it'd be, well, it's not very clearly delineated based on everything else in the story. But let's, let's just, yeah, so can, I, can I add something want, too? Yeah. Oh, say something yeah. 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 Oh, um, if it's a holistic story, right? Can people hear me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, if it's a holistic story, I don't think the judgment really matters particularly if it's steadfast, because you know, like holistic people don't really judge. So I don't think whether it goes good or bad, it won't have an effect on the story form. I, I think you're right. I think um, just by the story engine, I, uh, if I'm recalling correctly, um, uh, in a holistic story form, good and bad is kind of an orphan. Uh, it's, it's not tied to anything else. Right. When you have a male if, mental... If you're just... If you're just balancing relationships, you know, there's no good or bad. It's just, it just is, which I think is what Brian is talking about. Like the last yeah, few yeah. quotes, it's just kind of like, it's up to you. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to find that that good and bad is not going to be selected for us. Well, let's, rather than <laughs> on that, let's just move forward with <laughs> Thank you, Jim. That, that, that's really good. I mean, it just clarifies the conversation. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, okay, so let us uh, then try to identify the uh, domains. Let me bring it up to. Now, do you guys see the whole screen or do you see the little display of people on the side? We see the whole thing. Okay, okay, great. Um, then I won't worry about that. Uh, so, we now, what we need to do is we need to identify where the main character and the overall story are and the, the other two through lines as well. 
we know the main character is a doer. So he's gonna be in either in situation or an activity. And the overall story is gonna be in one of the other three domains, <laughs> whichever one he's not in. Well, two of the others that aren't the ones he's in. So anybody have any thoughts where the, either the main characters or the overall story is and um, why? Well, I mean, I feel like this uh, overall story is definitely like a state, you know, in, in the sense that either you just because uh, I mean, I, I guess I would make an argument for fixed attitude because I feel like the, the racial tensions are what's overheating, but I could also see an argument for a situation in the sense that it's a hot day in Brooklyn. I just don't see like how um, I feel like this story could happen in other places. And I think I feel like especially looking back on it 20 years or however many years it's been now, it's like it seems very like this can happen in, in any sort of city that's having these problems. Isn't it like a universe? The whole neighborhood, everything that's happening. Wouldn't that the whole well, I'm guessing universe situation okay. so if it was if it was a situation that would mean that there's physically it's got to be a physical problem where something is stuck that needs to be unstuck that the physical nature of it is what is causing the problem and Pictures? i don't know about I'm i mean if you think of the title of this do the right thing that's just yeah it's not a, it's not a physical problem it's an internal one, right? Yeah. It sure seems to be. Uh, it's either, it's definitely going to be fixed attitude or manipulation. I mean, look at the conflicts that exist. Think, uh, here's a perfect example that's not part of the main conflict that has to do with the main character and influence character, but some of the peripheral characters. Um, so, for instance, the guy, the uh, white guy with the bicycle <laughs> and uh, bugged out. So, mm -hmm. What was the problem there? Uh, they were the the locals were upset about the gentrification uh, taking place. It's like, what do you mean you own this brownstone? We, you know, uh, no, that's not what they, that's not. It's not what do you mean you own the brownstone? They didn't say that. What they said was sort of what gives you the right to own a brownstone on my on my my. Town, my area in my street on my side of the street <laughs> okay yeah that's right nice. so it was it was like had it was definitely a sort of a you know what gives you the right type of a and it, a question and you know there was sure there was a mar on his white shoe but that was not that that was not the problem the problem was the fact that he's even in that neighborhood and then it just gets exacerbated because he lives there. Right. And then he says that he's from Brooklyn, you know, cause they, they made certain, certain expectations about him where he's from. And it's like, no, he's local. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I, uh, and I, I, I think uh, Brian's point about the OS being a fixed attitude works on the uh, concern level 
because certainly impulsive responses yes. is a big part of this. Yeah. Memories is also a big part of this because, and, and you see memories um, reflected when, especially those three guys, you know, uh, talking about how, you know, it used to be, you know, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, we've been here all these years and we've never had like a black owned business in those places. That, pla- that place, you know, where the Koreans are now, you know, was boarded up for 25 years. And now all of a sudden, you know, uh, uh, someone got, comes off the boat, you know, uh, so definitely, definitely prejudices at play on both sides, uh, prejudice flying all over the place, but you see memories, impulsive responses, uh, innermost desires at play, uh, and certainly contemplations, a lot of, you know, consider this, consider that, Con- you know, consider, consider the fact there are no black people on your wall of fame, you know, so, I I've, uh, I think oh, cool. that group of four definitely describes the story way more than developing a plan, playing a role, changing one's nature, and conceiving an idea. So, um, so I'm supporting Brian's um, idea for fixed attitude in OS, which would put Mookie as the main character if he's a doer under uh, activity. Activity, you know, uh, he's working. He's 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 you know trying to make money. He wants to make money, but he kind of doesn't want to, you know, his, his activities are problematic. Um, he's taking, you know, he, he's going home and taking a shower in the middle of the day. He's taking, <laughs> he's spending too much time on the telephone. He's spending too much time just kind of, uh, you know, chilling in the neighborhood when he should be getting back to the pizza place to get his next delivery going. So uh, I could definitely see where activities uh, would describe his problematic domain. Okay, and uh, then how do we see the relationship being situational? Uh, yes, that would be situational. Yes, situational. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Go ahead. <laughs> so that's like the uh, uh, employee, employer, or the the um, family, father, son. Um, like uh, I, Mookie feels like he's you know stuck working in this situation i guess um as part of the relationship and then um sal feels like he's raising a son like a you know as if it's beyond the just the working relationship so it's you know but because because it's a pizzeria in a uh correct me if i'm not saying this correctly but it's like there's a pizzeria and they both have to work there they're both stuck in that well no i think it's i mean it's a race situation I mean, one's white and one's black. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a really big issue. I mean, but isn't that OS? Well, it's also it's also you know, uh, empl- well, it is also employer employee in the fact that it's 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 clearly established that there's not a lot of work out there. There are not a lot of jobs, right? And um, right. and yeah. and so there's this. It's a situation where uh, that you know uh, he has Mookie has to work there. And he has to kind of oh. put up with the with the two sons and all that uh, because this the, the economic situation of the neighborhood is is okay. not a good one. And, and then Chris, when you said white black, you also mean like physically white and physically yeah. black, yeah. not like yeah. No, okay. no, I mean physically. What you know, you've got yeah a a black uh, you've got Mookie who's black who's working for. Um, you know, in a, a white Italian Catholic uh, um, man, and who they sort of is like family, but he clearly isn't family. I mean, he's not. 
he's not of them, but he is part, but you know, it is, it says an economic situation and, and he's kind of beholden to them because he needs it, but also um, they want him. It does help. I think having Mookie work there in the past certainly has also helped Sal with his relationship with the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And Sal doesn't even live in oh, the neighborhood. You know, so right. it, there's, it, it's, it, it's a useful relationship that they have, but there's tension there. And I mean, you even, yeah. you know, even when Baghdad comes and says, Hey, oh. you know, such and such, and and he says, "Hey, you know, he ushers them outside of the I, restaurant, yeah. and it's like, it's, you know, but it's he's the one who does it, not one of the other sons, and that's why it reduces tension in that in that regard. So it's a it's a it's a, a complicated but win win scenario for the two of them until today." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, until the day the, the day that the movie starts. And what about um, Sal being in in psychology? What well, I love him there because you know, especially if we think of him like as being the shopkeep or not the shopkeep, but the um, person who's I'm trying to think. Of it. So it's like he's it's like he's the father that's raising them all and raising the community on food. I'm trying to think of what the right way to say it is, but it's like, it's almost like he's playing a role in the, in the, in the neighborhood by having his P3. Mentoring, mentoring, not mentoring. I mean, I don't know if Mookie feels mentored, but certainly I like the, there's that. Your aspect. Yeah. Okay. And I think what to a degree, and this may be just, a poor gender stereotype of mothering, but he does feel more like a mother hen for everybody than, and I, you know, I guess women typically are considered the people that are feeding everyone. But um, also in Italian culture, that is something that's more shared between the genders or whatever as well. So um, it feels more motherly than it does sort of like he's got a, a coaching kind of like a mindset of how he's gonna influence everybody other than okay, you're all taken care of. You love me, I love you. We got this thing going. Which and he was real mother. patient. He was real patient about the um, phone call. Like he was analyzing different ways to get him off the phone, different things to uh-huh. say. And, and more, normally the way he's appealing to him isn't, you know, is, is also sort of roundabout. It's not as direct generally mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think when we get a little more into the specifics, it'll be fine. But everybody okay with that arrangement? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah. The, uh, I see. All right. Oh, and this would be relationship. Got it. So now let's look at the concerns. Um, So we have within the main character, understanding, doing, obtaining, gathering information. And in the overall story, we have the past, the future. uh, Relationship. Yeah. Relationship. relationship. No, it said in the overall, oh, I'm sorry, in the overall story, sorry. Yeah, that's over here. The the overall story, um, 
is memory, impulsive responses, contemplation, innermost desires. So where do we have sort of seem to be the focus um, for this day in the life of this neighborhood? Things are heating up. Like I, I feel like it's people are becoming more and more reactive. Like, you mean impulsive responses? Yeah. 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 Then they're having trouble controlling themselves. Like you know, I think the yeah. name of the antagonist is bugging out. You know, like he, you know, and like that's the the that's when bugging like bugging out is a, is about as chill as it gets. <laughs> so you can also see it played out in some of the minor parts in in in. Um, if you watch uh, the impulsive responses, when um, the the gang of of little kids, uh, you know, teenagers, um, all of a sudden are there backing up, bugging out as to his white shoes, his Air Jordans. We also see them that same group of four impulsively go on behalf of Sal at, mm. at right before the big fight with Radio Rahim. And, and they're saying, yeah, Sal, and yeah, Vito, beat up Radio Rahim and hit uh, bugging out. And then they flip as soon as the word, uh, the N-word is used. Um, uh, and, and, and so that's all about impulsive responses. Um, there's probably a, a fair number of, oh, oh, so impulsive responses, the, the, the cop's response on not, not stopping right. to check, choke Radio Rahim. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Which is uh, the the mayor dashing in front of the moving car to save the kid. Yes. I mean, there's all sorts of yeah. different kinds of impulsive responses that they're talking about. Even, you know, um, yeah, just they're all, they, that seems to be all over the place throughout the entire story, as opposed to just being seem to be focalized in one act. Um, that would put the main character in doing. Yep. So it's sort of like, what's he doing and what's he doing wrong? Um, looking at it in as a, or what isn't he doing? Yeah, a, <laughs> what, is, what isn't right. he doing that he should be doing? Um, that seems to be a lot of, there's a lot of talk about that. Yeah. Oh, which one are we on right now? Uh, that would be on the main character domain in activity uh, for a concern of doing. And okay, got it. And I think this touches on Patricia's um, thing, the thing that, sh that you said in the beginning, which was he's counting his, counting his money. And so like, um, you know, like if we look at the benchmark, um, I, don't know, I know that's later, but like if we look at doing, like there's all the things he's not doing and then, but, he, but he's bench, it's like he's benchmarking it by how much money he's making regardless of what he's doing or not doing. Is that obtaining? Right, it'd be a benchmark of obtaining, I think is what you're arguing. Yeah. And now let's just, uh, for the moment, just double check and and swap it out. And what if we looked at it in the reverse? I'm just just trying to play devil's advocate here. I don't, I don't have a, a horse in this particular race. Um, so, I mean, what if it was about innermost desires, you know, yeah. and, and then impulsive responses were how we were there was the benchmark yeah can i can i argue for that because i was thinking that too where's um, innermost desire on here uh that's uh subconscious uh it's it's in fixed attitude, attitude. the overall story oh. domain 
Okay, overhead story. Okay, got it. So I was just gonna say there's a lot of subcon like subconscious innermost desires with like uh, you know like um, where everybody seems to have like um, some kind of dream. Like Radio Rahim has his uh, his uh, his radio competition uh, thing going on, and um, you know even even like uh, bugging out trying to get like the the um, boycott going, I could see uh, like, you know, as his subconscious bubbling to the surface finally at this point. And then also, um, you know, Smiley, like wanting to put Malcolm and Martin on the wall. Um, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's like even, uh, oh, what's his name? Mookie like um, talks about how like he's got some, some major future plan when his sister confronts him about being irresponsible that he's making a move. Vito has dreams too. The beginning, dreams of getting out of there, later dreams of selling. Yeah. Most desire yeah, I, on. I agree with Brian too, because it's just it's all love and hate. Like I think that's what Spike Lee is going for with the balance between that. And that to me was like the strongest thing out of anything was subconscious or innermost desires. Because being right. the thing that's causing the problem. Responses then works really well as a benchmark because we, we can gauge how engaged their, their innermost desires, their, sub, their, their subconscious is by expressions of, of their, you know, their, their preconscious, their impulsive responses as they get less and less, less and less controlled, you know, right. their, their impulsive responses get more, um, they can become more and more agitated. Yeah, because it's not so much about anxiety and and that kind of stuff as it is just just hate hatred hatred of you know who it is different races and stuff like that like the whole the zooming in thing with the famous shot you know where everybody's spouting off all the the different epithets or however you say that it, that's subconscious that's not preconscious right and that that's totally thematic like that's that's what the whole thing's about. And yep. that impulsive responses, would that come when uh, the mayor and the uh, mother-sister embrace in grief together at the end? They finally came together? Um, impulsive well, responses? His, his dream, right? Since it's a, uh, no, I think since that would be more, I think that would be, again, I think certainly her screaming out is more an expression of her subconscious than it, you know, her fears than it is. And, and then the mayor coming over to comfort her. And her accepting the embrace, that would be impulsive responses, no? Since it's the I, overall story. It was just, that, that, that just would, came to me. Yeah, I think it would, it would, I think her, her maybe just yelling out would be the fact that you know, her impulsive, by that point, everybody's impulsive responses are just like going wild. They're not, they're unchecked, but they're expressing their innermost desires and fears. And so the, so the, what we see as a benchmark of impulsive responses is that as this overall story progresses, it goes from being things kept in pretty good check not completely, but the first moment we notice when it starts to 
fail is when um, bugged out starts getting bugged out <laughs> about yeah. the uh, the lack of uh, diversity on the the wall of Italians. Um, and it, isn't that isn't that maybe um, also a good argument for the worth versus value? Um, you know, in the sense that like. You know, here we have a, a um, you know, property is being treated as more valuable than a than. Well, a, it, I, it might be that that's where the signpost is. I don't, you know, that's going to come up at some point. I don't know where this where signpost one might be, but it just seems like most of the conflict comes from people's you know desire for something different or their hatreds. I mean, you know, it's the the love hate thing. Uh, that uh, radio Rahim has. Um, that's thematically that definitely is speaking much more closely to innermost desires. So this is Nick, and then I have a question about that. If if we're talking about innermost desires, um, those are kind of like built in, and it's your position then that Spike Lee's position is that innermost desires and racism is built in as opposed to an impulsive response. Mm. Oh, I, oh, I don't know that that's how I would characterize the meaning of the story, but I certainly don't know what Spike Lee mean thinks. Uh, maybe what's expressed in the story. The fact that well, you- are, are, so, so the question would be on, are innermost desires something that's built in or is this something you learn? Dramatica. In, in other words, yeah. Chris, is it preconditioning well, or, or from, is it nature? Okay, or, or okay. Well, precondition, okay. okay. So preconscious is the stuff that is sort of, that's that, uh, those are your blinders. So, uh, neither one of them are built in, I don't know when you when you say built in, it, you're, you're from what point? Um, because well, how does it get to be innermost? What decides whether something's innermost or not? Um, okay, as opposed to being a conscious and you're thinking about it actively, thinking about it. Typically, what happens is, is that you'll have um, a, a an event that of great emotional um uh how, how do you how do you Activ activation activation okay activation is that how you would call it um you know a great a fright or a, a great um, love or whatever and those are the things that get stored down in your subconscious um, as opposed to memory which is just sort of experience ex exposure you know, over time you get, you're exposed to this much stuff and that's how, you know, that builds up your memories. Innermost desire has much more to do with the degree of it, not, not the frequency of it. Um, so you might have one big, huge scare when you're young that, you know, like a, getting attacked by a dog. That's would be stuffed down in your inner, in your subconscious, not, and you'd have a little bit in your memory, but that's only one incident from a memory point of view, but that could be a really big deal from a subconscious point of view. So that's where those things are, are um, that's what the subconscious is. And then the, the impulsive responses of the preconscious 
those are the filters that you have, either the natural filters or the ones that are developed to filter out things so you don't see or you become <laughs> hypersensitive to certain kinds of observations. Um, so, but that's, does that answer your question, Nick? Yeah, thank you. Okay, so I think, you know, the larger question you were asking about, I think that's up at fixed attitude. It, you know, the, the, big, the big issue is, has to do with much more about, here you have these people for whatever reason have, be, have developed these extremely um, strong opinions about other people and their race. And it's not just one group and another, it's they just showed, they showed absolutely every single group having an opinion about at least one other group, right? Uh, and so it's, it was, that's why it's sort of the overall story because it's, it's everybody has all, all sorts of different ways to, to um, view other, other folk in a rather unpleasant light and the conflict that that creates. My, my question is, how, how should we word the story goal that, that what, what is our story goal that ends in failure exactly? Well, I um, think the story goal is that basically you want to have things, you want to have people get along. You want to have, uh, you want to have it so that people's fears are suppressed and their hopes are, um, allowed to flourish and in this neighborhood you can see that certain people's um i mean there's a lot more fear than there are hopes there are hopes but the fears take over and if you can if you can keep the fears down enough and the hopes strong enough and i'm not using it you know, Germanica, hope and fear or whatever. But if you can keep those in a better, keep them balanced, then things will go along and you'll be able to live with one another, with, with this diversity of attitudes. And, how, and clearly that fails. Well, how is that different from like just tolerating one another? Because it, it's like- It's not, it's not okay. different at all. That's a, that's a much easier okay. way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it it's just that when I'm pulling from that, I'm pulling from like, you know, the accurate, non-accurate thing that's under impulsive responses. So that's why I'm like, it's like, well, which one's the concern? Which one's the benchmark? What, you know, like, it's like, which one's driving versus. Well, passenger. okay. You gotta be, when you're looking at, you don't go. Every single one, every single item that is in at the bottom level, there are 64 elements, right. 16 elements, and they are mirrored in the other 16 elements in each of the other quadrants. So there's going to be a similarity between accurate and inaccurate and evaluation and you know reevaluation. Yeah. And so if you're trying to go from the top and zero it down to the bottom and say, oh, this one's closer to that one. I think that's really a dangerous thing to do because you have to look at the middle ones to make sure that that's the way it looks like it. Because the, the language, you know, it's just, it's just a better way of 
handling it. I mean, if you just look between one level and the next, don't try, I, I recommend trying not to go beyond that because it's, you, you're, you're not really able to account for the distortion. Because okay. if, I, if I were just to go straight to the elements and pick them, I'd probably pick the group of four that go order, chaos, inertia, and change, but we're not even <laughs> in that quadrant. So, okay. um, so okay. that, that's, you know, so <laughs> I can't go with that. Yeah, it's funny. I wouldn't, but that's, I, I, I can I guess see another, that, I another way of stating, I guess, of stating my question would be like, if I'm looking at impulsive responses versus innermost desires, um, how do I tell which one is the, the, um, the yardstick of measure versus the thing that we are? Well, the best thing to do is to look, okay, is to look within it, just one level down and see the, the um, variations within it. So if you've got, you've got closure, denial, hope, and dream is in innermost desires, mm. value, worth, and uh, worry, and um, confidence is in uh, the impulsive responses. And then also look over, you know, again, not just one domain, but then look over in your main character and see um, the approach, attitude, self-interest, morality would be the equivalent um, for the first set. And wisdom, enlightenment, skill and experience and experience would be the other and you know which seems to fit if you want to talk about the main character which seems to fit better and to me for Mookie it definitely seems to be attitude approach self-interest and morality mm. I mean uh, and certainly certainly for Sal look at I mean you look at knowledge thought ability desire uh, that doesn't sound like him, but you look at, you know, commitment, responsibility, obligation, and rationalization. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that sings out a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, I, um, personally, I'm split between the, you know, you know, innermost desires and impulsive responses. But when I look at the thematic elements, I think more of them uh, resonate better under the, uh, you know, future obtaining changing what's nature in the most desires area. Right. So that's how you, that's the best way to, I mean, I mean, for, for the relationship, for the, you look how it fits with everything else. Yeah. Relationship any story. One thing, any one thing is going to, you can make it look right, but you can't make it look right in multiple places. If mm -hmm. it, you know, that's why we try to pick multiple things at a time. That's why I'm not just looking at one thing. Well, for instance, like uh, the relationship story concern of, of the future, which actually Sal uses the word future in one you know, conversation with him. But I think part of what's the concern about that is you're wondering, the tension there is, is, is Mookie going to be working there tomorrow or not? It's, it's, it's almost like, does he have a future with this place or not? Because it's, that seems to be on a, a, you know, hanging by a thread. And that seems to be the tension. But then you also look at openness and preconception and choice and delay. Um, uh, and there's, there's a lot to play with there. A lot more than fact, fantasy, security, threat. So, right. Which don't, I mean, they, they, they have a play in there, but not, not as much as the others. 
So let's let's um, for the sake of uh, moving along, since it's almost well, we're, we're quite a ways along. Um, no. Let's pick for the main character. Uh, we'll do obtaining as a concern. Now that fits right, Prish. That fits right into your very first question mm. about yes. about um, Mookie and him wanting the money and needing the money. <laughs> and at the end, he's he's telling Sal, "Don't I knew you know he wasn't worried. He said I knew you'd be getting the money. You know you'd get the money for it. So he." He knew he wasn't letting them down and taking everything from him because the insurance would give him the money for the place. So right. I guess he knew that Sal would obtain the money, you know. But, but, the but the obtaining part is really more about what Mookie is concerned with, not what everybody else is. Um, well, I just thought that that was what he was most... Uh, solid on at the yeah. end was that he he was fine because he knew he didn't cost Sal any money because he'd get it back with the insurance. So let's let's dig down into that, and uh, we want to look at the main character, or we want to look at the overall story. Anybody? Mm. Doesn't we can go to main character. And you All want. Right, so let's just go down yep. the main character. And so we have, um, we were talking about this before, approach, attitude, self-interest, or morality. Um, anybody have a, and then we, under each of those, there's a set of four elements, one of which will be the problem, the solution, the symptom, and the response. Do any of these seem to uh, fit best for Mookie? So uh, under approach, we have consider, reconsider, logic, and feeling. Under self-interest, we have pursuit, avoid, control, and uncontrolled. Under morality, we have faith, disbelief, conscience, and temptation. And under attitude, we have support, oppose, help, and hinder. Do any of those uh, resonate? Would morality be as problem? You would. I would say other more than posing it as a question to me, because I just posed that all to, as questions to you. Oh, okay. Well, would, I mean, how would you see that as it wouldn't be his problem? That would not. The problem is down at the element level, but it might be. Oh, issue. okay. Sorry, I thought you said the word problem, so I didn't register that correctly. Sorry. That's okay. I mean, certainly <laughs> you see self like the self-interest versus the group when he's like in that, at least out in front of the uh, pizzeria before it gets trashed. And self-interest on the phone. I think you have, and he has kind of an added, a lazy attitude or a lazy approach. I mean, I can, you can. I mean, I think all of these work really well when sort of discussing him. The question is, where do you see what is it that seems to be driving him? Because remember, he's a steadfast character, so we're not going to see him as someone who's changing, but just someone who is driven. Self-interest. Okay, so under that, that has pursue, avoid, control, and uncontrolled. What seems to be, which would you say you'd think, if you asked Moki what his problem is, which, which of those four might that be? 
can can I can I raise a slightly side question? Um, because I'm also thinking in terms of right now, our story form predicts that he is a start character, which mm -hmm. means you know, imply, although as a steadfast yeah. character, he's waiting for something outside of himself to start. Right. And um, and yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> not uh, try What's that? It's not him stepping up. It's some. It may be another way you could think of it is somebody waiting for him to step up. <laughs> but yeah, it's a start. It's it's a start character. Well, Mookie's waiting for for Sal to to. Well, to cough up the dough, but isn't there something a little more um, personal for him that? Um, he... I mean that that's hmm. that's this kind of why I like this better as a benchmark personally. But I mean, I, he is full of self-interest i mean like you know he's very opportunistic he seems like he wants to control money so there's control or you know he wants to avoid conflict maybe there's maybe avoid um, um avoid you know. responsibility traffic what is yeah. it well let's look over at the overall story okay we see if we see here since we've got a lot more opportunities to for illustrations so the we have closure hope denial and dream um so this would be uh what everybody thematically is speaking now it's first of all i'd say look at it as a pair of either closure and denial or hope and dream, which of the, these pairs seems to be more focused thematically on um, in, the, in the story. I mean, you can see all of them, but it seems to be a bit more focused in one area or one pair than the other. Yes, closure and denial. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. It doesn't seem to be very hopeful or a lot of dreams. There are a lot of dreams, I mean, spoken, but there's not a whole lot of, um, like it's a lot more about what, you know, shutting things down and, and people being denied things, you know, kept from, kept yeah. out of things. Like mm -hmm. the denial of having someone put on the wall. Yeah, that absolutely. Uh, and then obviously closing the place down. I mean, you've got some of that. Uh, how about some of the other parts of the story? Uh, other, some of the peripheral characters. Yeah. I mean, oh. Uh, Music well, guy. Yeah, like Tina, I guess, is in, in denial about Mookie's, what's really going to happen with Mookie, I guess. I don't know, it's kind of a stretch, really. You know, did someone already mention, you know, the the attempts to boycott uh, the pizza place is kind of a form of denial. Isn't that the closure? Or well, a lot of people deny wanting to support the, the boycott. All of the older people do. And then even yeah. the young kids are like, right. I grew up on that. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's great pizza. Great slices. <laughs> right, that That is a closure denial conversation. Mm -hmm. Let's close the place down. Yeah. Okay. Problem. Okay. Hmm. And the music guy 
situation. So he was denied being able to play his music, which is yeah, uh, right, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I mean closure at the end of his life. I can say so. Hmm. I mean, I where does do the right thing come in? The, this, it's Open said by the mayor to Mookie very early on. I, I and understand that, but where does it fit in this, you know, story form? It's it's, it's illustrative of something. Right, is that a main character thing, or is that a overall story thing? It's an overall story thing. Do the right thing. It may, you know, do the right, make better decisions. I, I would say. I would agree with Jill that uh, I think that it's 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 a, a do the right thing is is addressed to the overall story. We don't we get a little bit of preaching to Mookie, but we don't get any real involvement between Mookie and the people who are saying it to him about doing the right thing, about being a responsible father. Um, it, it when it comes to Mookie, you get a sense of when people are telling him go get a job, support yourself, or whatever. It's just so to him, it's just so much blah, 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 um, and, I, and no I thought, real engagement. So, I, I mean, that's what conscience is, conscience then, is right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, do the right, I mean, okay, do the right thing. Um, I mean, the, and the main character um, area, uh, the, 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 I mean, the two, two of the values are self, morality versus self-interest. Self and so that raises the question is, are you doing the right thing for the community? what versus doing the right thing for yourself you know so that's where that so that's that's part of the um um thematic argument i think well i mean does that, that makes at a more basic level does yeah. the conference basically say do the right you know do what you the, the right thing i thought do the right yeah. thing was referring to don't lose out on any money you know, don't be stupid enough to lose out on any money with, you know, whatever you choose. No, I think he was just saying, you know, exactly what it means. Do the right thing. Do what's do what's do what's proper. Don't. You okay. Know, I think that was. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like like uh, 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 Pino is his his argument is the right thing to do is to move back to our own neighborhood. And his art and his father's argument, no, the right thing to do is to stay here and stay part of the community. Besides, you know, are already too many pizza places in our own neighborhood. So doing the right thing is to stay here and get along. And so it, it is a conflict of perspectives on what the right thing is. There you go. Yeah, and then that that if you pick conscience for the problem, I guess, or the symptom either way, like you'll get um morality for the main character and then that sort of supports Mookie being the um neighborhood uh mediator or you know which is I think how he's often talked about so is conscience seen as a problem or is it seen as a solution or is it a symptom response I suppose um, it's a solution that never comes right well if it, it it could be if it's a failure story and it's the solution then it would be that which is never achieved. But it could also be the symptom or response. I mean, I feel like help and hinder would be good candidates for like the 
crucial elements for um, um, Sal and Mookie. But well, Jim, hmm. did you have any input? You're sort of in the background. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say like five minutes in, I knew the solution was conscience because <laughs> it's do the right thing. Right. And then it was just <laughs> waiting. To... <laughs> yeah. And then I just hoped everything else fit into place. And temptation, which <laughs> is just do the, you know, do what's best right now is the problem. So and are you saying then that the, the symptom would be help and the response is hinder? Yes. In the OS, which will put the main character. Okay, well, first of all, we need to illustrate that, but then that would put that would put the main character under attitude, and then help hinder, oppose, and support. Um, which I can see oppose and support being. I can see oppose definitely being um, the the uh, the adjutant, you know, for him as as a steadfast main character problem. Um. But, but can, can we make sense out of, of help being the, the symptom? No. Um, yeah. Hinder is the symptom. Help is the response. Oh, no, well, wait, what? Mean, uh, right, that's what I have. have. Wait, what? Well, hinder is the symptom and help is the response. Problem. Oh, our problem is conscience. Problem. Oh, you're... Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I've got it backwards. Yeah. Sorry. Well, watch, what, watch what happens, though. Cause <laughs> yeah. it's gonna... There we go. There we go. Okay. But see, now you have uh, Sal being hindered, right? Sal is down here. No, no, Temptation, just... conscience. Wait, you have the solution. The solution is conscience, right? For the yes. overall story? Mm -hmm. But like for the crucial elements, right? In know. a start story, the main character will be the the direction of response. So help that, and that actually fits. Uh, oh, okay. Is that backwards? Yeah. So uh, oh, okay. Mookie, Mookie will be hinder, and Sal will be help. Oh, okay. Which that makes more that sense. sense. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, wait. Okay. So tell me. Tell me again how symptom the help is the symptom for both the overall story and the main character. Help a brother out. Like that's the symptom. Like, come on, put up pictures, you know, help us out. And it's like, no, all right, I'm not going to do that. That kind of thing. Right. Remember, it's it's help as a problem mm -hmm. or an apparent problem. You know, <laughs> help, help is what looks like, you know, you're not or not not giving help. You're not being helpful. That's, you know, that, that's creating conflict. So I'm going to make it more difficult for you. And and for the main character, for Smokey in particular. Oh, he's supposed to be helping helping. Oh yeah. Sal. I mean, he's supposed to be helping all these people. He doesn't give any help to his wife, his uh, girlfriend, or child okay. support. So or... it's la lack of help. Lack of help is a symptom. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. It's a start story, and so it's the lack of. Okay, and so but, but, yeah, but what... go ahead, Nick. <laughs> yeah. So so I thought that with the main character symptom, this is if we asked him what's your problem. What do you see out there is the problem. He should be answering help. Right. So right. so so They're what's his problem with his not helping people? No, it's I'm not getting no. If if okay, if it's for him, 
That's usually what a change character, if you'd ask that of a change character, for a steadfast character, it might be, I'm not getting enough help or, or they're not helping me or something like that. Or you have to help yourself. Or, or, or you have to help yourself. Yeah, that might, yeah, that would be good. Okay. And then the response of hinder flavors is just depending on how you want to, you know, how, if you're writing it, how you want it to come across. If you want to see, you want him to seem somewhat positive, then you, you know, make him. You can make him a little helpless, um, or always needing help, and that's what's trouble. You know, he always gets, he always needs help, and so, or he's always given help, and that's another thing. If, you, if someone's always given help, and you just need to make things a little tougher for them, so that maybe they'll be able to eventually fix their real problem, hmm. which is he's he's pretty much just opposed to whatever, you know, so he tells them something to do. It's like, no, I don't want to really want to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really for that. You know, he's, he's got a job, he's got a girlfriend, he's got he's all these things and, and he really doesn't want to be a father. He doesn't want to be a, a, you know, a boyfriend. He just wants to get, you know, nookie and he's, he's sort of very self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just look at some of, some of the implications of this. Uh, so the overall story, we have fixed attitude with a concern of innermost desires, which we had discussed, issue of denial. So, um, and by denial, that's uh, re the refusal to admit to oneself or others a, a previously held view is no longer true. I think that's, you know, you see that with Sal, um, thinking that, you know, this is a vital part of the community, will always be needed here. Uh, a lot of the neighbors, it's like, um, you know, we could be doing all of this on our own. Why does everybody else have to come in and, and open up these stores when in fact they really weren't? You know, it took, a, it took they weren't build, building black owned stores. They were, you know, it was abandoned for years and it took an immigrant to come in to, to create a, um, a liquor store for the community. I mean, you just see a lot of different um, people denying that things are not the, you know, that they're no longer true. Um, Sal, is, Sal does in fact deny it much more so than, than Vito. Vito basically is seeing it how it is, although it sounds, it's a very, it's something that Sal doesn't want to hear, but it's, you know, it's sort of true. Well, P Pino, v Vito Pino. is actually pretty. Pino. Yeah, sorry. He's, he's actually, he's, yeah. So, so the only, <laughs> only thing that's bothering me about this story form is I don't see the impulsive responses anywhere. No, the, the benchmark and, ended up in contemplation, gathering information, conceiving an idea, and um, so present. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, how do you explain, like, how, I mean, like so much of this film is focused on the tension heating up and all of the, the um, news report or the, you know, the radio is, is tracking it. The newspapers are tracking it. You know, we see everybody hot and sweltering, like where, and the hotter they get, the, the more. Well, you, I mean, get. again, you do see, you do see it in the, and the innermost desire is that people are starting to become a lot more um, they're what they they're becoming 
more um, vocal about their feelings. You know, what they are feeling strongly about for and against. Um, Jim actually makes a good suggestion. I, I, I would like, I wouldn't mind seeing this too. Um, if you switch the driver to action, what happens? That's yeah. You said, but it's it there. So, uh, uh, and what else? What else changes when we do that? Um, requirements, prerequisites. Uh, the the catalyst, unique abilities, critical flaws. Sorry. Oh, I changed the wrong one. Sorry. Um, oh, uh, just the just the benchmarks, and then the requirements. Yeah, prerequisites, preconditions, and for one. Hmm. hmm. Um, but then does that, does that fit the narrative though? Cause I think that, I mean, this is like one of Spike Lee's early works, right? So it's like, there's, I don't know. I, I just kind of wonder like how many story forms there are lurking. Well, I may, yeah, it, it may not perfectly, perfectly fit, you know, a tight story well, form, I'm, but. <laughs> what I'm wondering is with all the heat, contemplation seems to work with it because that's all they do is contemplate how hot they are. You know. Yeah, I would I would say personally I always thought it was action driver because I thought oh, you know did. yeah Raheem getting killed I think is a pretty big pretty big thing and then the destruction of the the store at the end. What about the fact that like they open the, the you know like if they hadn't opened the door and had that deliberation around it, then he it wouldn't have happened. Um, I just instinctively, I just thought I, I liked the action okay. just because I felt like uh, Mookie, like he he can take care of things, he can get things done. Okay, you know, um, are there maybe some point, other drivers we could find so that we have like some other? Well, so the way that I looked at the initial uh, incident, I did not look at it as he deliberated that when 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 bugging out saw the pictures on the wall, the way it was cinematic cinematic cinematically portrayed was all of a sudden he has noticed it he has seen it for the first time it may have been there he may have looked at it but now he has seen it and and so that drives that action drives his decision to make an issue out of it um and hmm. and the 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 decision to open the door would not have none of that would have mattered had radio Raheem not all of a sudden appeared at the door with his boom box blaring out loud because they would have gotten their four pieces of pizza and and the, and, and, and the shop would have been closed so it had to be the appearance of radio Raheem and bugging out that made the difference yeah I think that's good I can go with that yeah yeah well, well, here, okay. Here's another way to look at it. Okay, so we have them as a doer, that the uh, a doer and a decision story, you know, feels like a fish out of water. Like yeah. he does, you know, it doesn't quite belong in the story, but does he? No, um, he, he definitely. It feels better, especially him being a holistic main character. If as a doer in an action story, he feels very comfortable navigating the waters in this this world. Yeah. So I, yeah, 
I'm on board with this. And yeah. Mookie always feels comfortable. Yeah, he he definitely he feels too comfortable for my taste. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's definitely will, you know, willing in the dramatic sense, um, a, a willing. It, and it definitely, uh, that's right, that good or bad is, is, you know, it's either way. So that, that fits with, with our ambivalent, ambivalence toward the end. Mm-hmm. Um, the order of the signposts. So we've got memory. Impulsive responses, innermost desires, and then contemplation for the overall story. Yeah, memories is you know um, this is the hottest day we <laughs> we we can remember. But I think more importantly, <laughs> uh, memories is reflected in the three guys. You know, one of them yeah. names Slick Willie or whatever, Slick Dick mm-hmm. Willie, whatever his name was, and. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, basically giving us, you know, kind of the exposition of that, uh, you know, of, of how things used to be, you know, or at least how they perceive things to be. Um, also, I think that this is early enough in the, in the first signpost for the interact, the first interaction between the mayor and mother sister. Mother sister, mm-hmm. you have been getting on my case for 18 years. I have never mm-hmm. bothered you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like in, in, in the overall story, in the main character through line, it, it, signpost four is obtaining, which I actually, that seems to be really sound. Yeah, I want, I want um, you to pay me. I need you to pay me. <laughs> well, and, and he's lost his job too, right? Well, that's not a given. We don't know that, but it didn't sound like it. Well, I mean, he get, he's obsessed with how much money he makes on a two-week basis, so he's definitely not working there for the next two weeks, right? Unless he helps him rebuild it. Well, even the, new one thing Cell said is, Cell said, you don't work here no more. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. It's definitely a concern. It's, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you uh, know, I, I have a feeling <laughs> that, that, that at, by the end of that conversation, Cell would take him back in, but who knows? Well, it it the sounded that way. Even going to rebuild. It sounded, it, it sounded that way to me. That, especially when he said, "Look, I knew, you know, you didn't suffer in this. You know, I knew you'd get your money back from the um, insurance. You know, it was just making a point for everybody." I think the conceiving an idea is really strong too for the IC at the last signpost because it's like he's finally got the idea of um the racism or the well and also it's like you don't have you you know even in response to the to mookie's you know you're gonna get the money back it's like you don't get it you know i built this place this is this Mm -hmm. you know yeah this is it's more it's it's more than just a insurance claim this is something that i built with my hands and Yeah, I think that that so I think this the signposts look pretty decent. So um, making those that one tweak with the the driver, I think is really quite good in terms of. Uh, and there's the judgment with either. Right. 
And that's the only, we're down to two story forms. So it's, it's either way. So the question is, does it feel like it's a total, a total bummer or just a, um, you know, it's a bummer for Sal. <laughs> you know, all uh, the failure good would be that hmm. multi uh, that Mookie ultimately resolves his personal issues. Uh, I yeah, I don't I don't think he does. I think he's in this. I think angst wise, he's in the same place. I I, I don't think he's really moved. Um, I don't either. I don't even think he's grown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, my vote my vote is for bad, but it but. I, at the same time, I do think there's a certain intent on the author of uh, a certain yeah. amount of ambivalence. So he really wants it to be either. I think he does because, like, otherwise he wouldn't be putting the quotes up at the end and talk, you know, like talking about how many people are discussing the film and right. Because the, you know. as, just as a, as a moral judgment for what happened in the movie, um, uh, as opposed to the main character angst angle. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the first quote is from Martin Luther King's basically saying violence is never the answer. Never. Right. But then it's followed by the Malcolm X quote that says, well, maybe sometimes, you right. know, I wouldn't call it violence. I call it intelligence when it comes to self-defense. So. So, you know, he's giving mixed messages. He's giving us two perspectives on the violence that had just taken place on the pizzeria. Right. Um, uh, one is that one's perspective is that it's entirely unjustifiable. And then the other perspective is, well, maybe it's a little bit justifiable. And where you fall down is just based on your your own personal worldview. So I would second that with Sandy. Also coming yeah. from yeah. the black perspective where, of course, no one did the right thing. So it's a bad judgment. But there's also some consideration for those who have been of the subordinate class and needed some of the violence to come up to even just bring the, the conversation to a head. So I would agree with the ambivalence as well. Yeah. Mm. And it certainly is timely. Boy, I was watching. It's like, so timely. <laughs> I can't believe it, how it's um, aged so well. Yeah. 32 well, years. So, okay. so in it, is right. that maybe part part of our mistake too? Is is like I think when we when like if it were the choice that we were making may have been closer to like what happened with George Floyd or where we're looking at the difference between you know uh, value and worth, for example. Uh no, I actually I hadn't even considered George Floyd in this at all. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I I can't speak for you, but I can I can speak for myself that this is a story. This isn't this isn't real life. Sure, but this I mean this this is uh, life imitates art, does it not? I mean, like you know, the riots were two years after this, right? And in, in uh, when it came out, so what? This came. Look how, I mean, look how beautiful and clean those streets were in the movies. This is <laughs> I mean I. I've been in some yeah. of these streets in the 50s and 60s, not even the 80s yet. And so this is a parable, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, I, mean, this I has think to be it's meant to have some good 
seen in it if people see through that see that way oh yeah i don't i mean i i don't think it's it's not supposed to be black and white in the in the judgment ed, end of it that's i mean not only in a dramatic sense but just in general so because it's clearly a culture that you know not my not something with which i'm personally familiar but it was a lot of different cultures that they were exploring you know the the uh, puerto ricans were part of it they really didn't get into the koreans but you know and the italians which i'm much more familiar well, with. well they did with the with the stores and the, yeah, but we didn't really we, get that much we, yeah. we, didn't, we saw very little except for where the tension was existed um between them and then how you know they're using the we're just alike you know don't don't burn us down well i mean don't not to destroy them that the right. restraint not to destroy them yes okay. so in that case they did the right thing in that context so is is this a tale or a story or no i think it's a story i think you could the thing is is i think you could answer it either good or bad and it would be arguable because i think that again for two primary reasons one is it's left ambiguous on purpose uh as the the two quotes at the end indicate that this there was clearly there was consideration, and also the fact that you, if you have a holistic main character, good and bad is not doesn't really have the same quite the same um, impact. dichotomy dichotomy <laughs> yeah dichotomy. bipolar nature mm -hmm. right as it does with a linear thinker so 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 isn't this intentionally both like I mean. Intentionally, well, I, I mean, I would, like, if I was going to answer the question, yeah, I think it's probably um, to me, it felt like it was a failure bad story, but but bad in the unresolved, not as in right, um, you know, negative, just unresolved, uh, yeah, or if it was failure good, it's good as in. It's not going to really continue on after it, but not that there's any positive vibe to it. Just that it's 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 um, inert. That's why it's either way. It's really really mildly one way or the other. So I don't think it's it makes that much of a difference. And I think that's because that's kind of part of the point. That he didn't want to, he didn't, it didn't, it seems he did not want to argue either way. He wanted to argue both ways. Yeah, I mean, I think you see the Malcolm and Martin, um, you know, Nick, do you remember he like puts a crown on? on right, Martin. there's a crown on Martin Luther King and, and, well, he's and, a king. and the, the X on Malcolm X goes, Right. Over the body of Malcolm X. X. Has a crown. I mean, right. that was just pretty easy. Yeah. The, uh, I, I particularly liked uh, the DJ's thing at the end, which I think is, is the question for the story. Are we going to live together? And then in parentheses, if we live together, are we going to live? Right. 
and it's the way he it. says it is are we going to live together together are we going to live um and and that matches against uh, also his his initial the alarm clock wake up as in like this is spike lee telling us all to wake up but then he also says wake up wake up and then up your wake well the wakes were up one by radio rahim um <laughs> so so he he plays a lot of word games there chris i have a question would this would this be considered because judgment is somewhat nebulous a propaganda piece or yes. or not really because it could go either way well no that's the nature of the propaganda the if it i would say it is a propaganda piece because okay. you would fill it in the way you think makes most sense right okay you know, it's propaganda because you are you know it's you're putting in the idea to complete it and and that's true even though it's just this one story point that's yeah. not filled in yeah but okay it's kind of an important story point yeah yeah, yeah. no i agree <laughs> so you're saying you're saying if a story point is not filled in then it is propaganda or it could be well okay yeah technically yes but not in the way that most people think of it. The mind will, when it sees a pattern, it will fill in the blanks. And if you're leaving out important parts, you know, like a one of the dynamics is a, those are usually pretty important, some more than others, um, or even through lines, then the audience will fill the fill it in, assuming they will fill it in, and it, and what by doing that they help make the argument. And of course, not everybody's going to fill it in the same way, which is why there becomes a discussion because people are not interpreting it the same way. Okay. You know, the the it's one we like always go back to is um, Thelma and Louise, where it was. Clearly, some the pieces that were missing were parts that a that their female audience would fill in one way, and the male audience would fill in a completely different way. And it wasn't so much of an issue for the male audience, but the female audience had a real problem with it. And that's that's the nature of propaganda. Thank you. And You're welcome. Moonlight would be another good, good question. Hmm. Like moonlight, moonlight would be another example, right? Where they leave out a whole signpost. Yeah, but if you leave out too much, uh -huh. then it 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 requires the audience to do an awful lot of work, and sometimes they'll do it. Sometimes they'll just think, "Oh, this is this is just it's not working. There's something missing." In which case, then it's <laughs> then it's not effective. That's why you have to be careful about how much you leave out, because if you leave out a whole huge chunk, especially if you don't have something else to distract from it, um, then, you know, like if you have two things missing, but one that's really obvious and then one that's not, the really obvious one is where they're going to look, but they're going to, but that's not where the propaganda is. The propaganda is the thing that they don't notice, but that they fill in that supports a conclusion that they will have in the big part that's missing. 
So, so then when we're looking at things like to classify them as like a tale or a grand story argument or propaganda is, are you saying there's overlap between propaganda and, and the tale in the, in the story form or, or, or no, I would say, I would say, or, I would say a tale does, is not propaganda because it doesn't make an argument. Propaganda, you, that you need an argument in order to leave parts out that the audience can fill in. In a tale, they can fill it in, but it changes the meaning. You see, and as opposed to keeping the meaning, but having them be party to making the argument. So it's, it, makes, it, it propagates the idea that you want to have spread. That's, you know, ergo, you know, the propaganda. It's propagating those ideas. Okay, so, so then, and the reason like it's important. Oh, okay. The reason that propaganda is important is that you become tied to making. To, you're becoming tied to arguing the point. So if someone says it's something else, you have you feel personally challenged because you have maybe unknowingly invested something that you believe into that story. And so it's challenging you directly as opposed to it being external and you're just both looking at something and seeing something different. So is there like a fourth category outside of propaganda story and tale just to like complete the quad or is it? Uh, I don't know, I haven't really, propaganda is not, propaganda is a technique. Yeah, but it seems really specific to leaving out parts of a story. Well. Okay, that is one technique. That's not the only technique. For another, there, you've read the section on propaganda I wrote, right? There are four different techniques. One of them okay. is repetition. You can come in there. So you, the more you repeat something, this is the one that Trump does all the time. He keeps on telling something, just and even though it's completely untrue, you hear it enough, people start believing it. Right. That's, that's another a, form of propaganda. But that's a different kind of propaganda. Isn't that just like a that's uh, that's a K-based that's a K-based propaganda as opposed to a psychology as opposed to a D-based. The D one I was been talking about are sort of the desire one. Anyway, if you want to just if you look at the that list of the four different kinds, which are basically the four different domains, um, they have different techniques and they achieve different things. And leaving okay. out and, and, the, and the making it, you know, the ownership of it is is a different kind of propaganda than the re repetition propaganda. Okay, so so I guess I haven't seen that article. Oh, um, um, well, it's on Dramatica.com. It's also in the theory book, in the revised theory book. A word about propaganda. A warning, a word about propaganda? I think. I think but does I, it actually, it actually goes into like the K. It doesn't call them that, but if you oh, know that, okay. oh. it, it's pretty obvious once you know that, but it's, okay. it, I don't say that, but that's what it is. It's a, it's a quad uh, and each of the different quadrants approaches it from a different way. Okay. And so, so which one is the one that we found tonight? It's. 
Well, just why don't you read it and you tell me? I think that'd be the, easy, the best thing. I mean, there's, a, you know. Okay. Sure. All righty. Um, okay, well, I guess this is a, this is a, it's. I'll go ahead and put bad for the judgment so we have the story for him. <laughs> give, give Jim a break, right? <laughs> yeah, don't go down with the death of the kid is good. Yeah. Good point. In every cloud, there's a silver lining. Yeah. But never mind me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're every silver lining, there's a cloud. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank anyway, you. Anyway, I do, I do think that you know it is intentionally vague. And, yeah. And that's good. I mean, it's it's a it's been a good thing to discuss in this context. It's been you know really important. I think it's helped to keep the story alive for quite a while. I that's think exactly the either propaganda does. I yeah. think the either would be too much for some people's minds. They wouldn't be able to. <laughs> well, right. well, it's it's both though. Yeah. Way to say uh, it. No, it's not. It's not both. It's either. I mean, it really is either, and that's that's why it's propaganda. It's it's both of them are shown after the story is over in the quotes, mm. and and what those show is that there is a there's a um, paradox remaining in the story, and that's because it's an unanswered dynamic. Yeah, it isn't either for the audience, both for the the author. No. No. Okay. Because it's 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 neither. It's a, it's either it's neither or either. They're both correct. It just well, depends on which way you're looking at it. Okay, but like neither is logically equivalent to, you know, um, both to 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 uh, not A and not B. So right. So it's a, but it's an absence, and when you're talking about something that requires a presence, it doesn't mean both answers. Anyway, it's either whatever it is. I don't care, but I'm not I'm not logicking it that way. It he's saying. Depending on how you look at it, it's one way or another. Which, you know, it just depends on what, what the context is. And of course, the nature of what a story form is, that is defining the context. So it is, you know, outside of it. Anyway, and since we don't have a uh, spec here to tell us my guess is he would probably say, what do you think it is? <laughs> well, I, I say, I say, um, I say mother, sister, and uh, the mayor getting together is a positive thing. And the judgment bad, but them getting together means beginning a new story. Well, that, where and that's it where it will become good. And that's a good point. Where if you have a sub story like they have, and you have it where that one clearly ends in a success, good, 
or six, yeah, or at six, least good. Care about it, at least good. It does balance off the unresolved uh, part of the story, mm-hmm. um, but it's not. But it's definitely separate from everything else that was. Going you can't on. judge the whole story on that. No, and I don't think right. you're supposed to. But I did think they that there is a little bit of closure. And right. Those. To begin a new story, that's but, but, a better but, story. That's why it's really weird when the movie keeps on going. I don't know if you <laughs> thought that too, but it's just like that last scene is like, wait, we're still going on here? I thought it was pretty, <laughs> much, pretty much resolved. Yeah, I, 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 I was thinking the same thing too, except I, I still, I, I'm glad it went a little bit further because I still felt like th- there still needed to be some a little more resolution in in the relationship between. Uh, Mookie yeah. and Sal, which we had, and uh, there, there, there just needed to be a denouement. Um, so, um, yes, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. It was kind of unexpected, but I'm glad. But I think it was a positive thing that it went on one more beat. Right, it's like jazz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, okay. all right. Thank you. Guys next. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by Wright Brothers, creators of software for writers since 1982. Visit us at www.screenplay.com and www.dramatica.com.